Well, again, good morning, and uh, welcome to Hope Lower Town. I'm glad you're here. I forgot my Bible. It's always a good thing. Um, yeah, this is a, this is kind of a, a unique unique service. Man, I love that lyric. That's probably I I don't have any tattoos. If I got a tattoo, it would be that line. Um, when through grace in Christ my trust is justice smiles, and asks no more. Uh, just looking at I. I have fallen short of the glory of God. I'm a sinner, condemned, unclean. But when my faith is in Christ, that the justice, the holiness of God can smile and say, no more. Uh, you're clean, washed. You're washed in the blood. It's just a beautiful, beautiful phrase. Um, anyways, welcome. There's a couple things. This, this is going to be an interesting uh, service, if you will. I was uh, really wanting to do kind of a two-part mini-series, if you will, on, on what is the kingdom of God. And, and really dig into, Jesus says this over and over and over in scripture of, uh, behold the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of God is like uh, a little child that comes to me just with open arms and faith, and uh, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that's planted and that grows into this giant tree, and, and all these different things. And so taking that thing and, and, and maybe thinking, that might be kind of confusing, and, and what is the kingdom of God? Is this physical thing, or is it a spiritual thing? What is it? Um, is it the church? And how do we uh, fit into with that? And, uh, and then I remembered that I was supposed to talk about something else <laughs> as far as uh, looking at the global aspect of Hope Community Church and, and what we're doing with downtown. And then we're going to be starting a, a new location uh, coming uh, January. And so obviously excited about that. So just kind of talking about that. So I know if, if you're visiting here, you might say, man, that had nothing to do with me. That had nothing to do with where I'm at. And that's okay. Um, this just maybe you'd say, man, maybe I'd like to be part of that and, and, and what Hope is doing in the, in the next year. Um, and that kind of thing, and then saying, well, maybe, maybe I should go back home and think about these things too. Don't worry, we will get into the Bible. Um, but I just want to kind of give us just what, and this is going to get really old uh, this year, this next year. Um, we're calling it the 2020 initiative, right? So get ready for the 2020 vision, the 2020 impact, all these, everything's going to be 2020, trust me. Um, and so, uh, and, but there's nothing else you can call it. So that's what we're calling this the 2020 initiative. Um, one thing is, is next week is kind of our official big launch kickoff, if you will, for the morning. I know we've been doing it two weeks here, um, but just FYI, we've been uh, blasting the community uh, with flyers. Um, every resident of downtown St. Paul got a, a flyer, a, a postcard in the mail, um, just saying that we were starting uh, next week, and uh, we've been doing stuff on Facebook, and, and, and nothing may turn out of that. I, I'm not saying that it will, and there's some magic bullet, but um, if people don't know we're here, then how would they ever know to come, right? So, um, and working on signage on the outside, everything is First Baptist outside, so just looking at that as well, and um, anyways, but next week, though, after church, we're doing a big kickoff. We're doing baptisms um, up at uh, Snail Lake. Uh, it's really easy to get to from here. You just go straight up 35. Uh, it's really simple. And I know a lot of you have volunteered to help grill. We're going to be grilling burgers for, I don't know how many people, seven, 800 people. It's really simple. I mean, I've never flipped a burger in my life. It's really easy. They're just little frozen patties. They get brown on one side, you flip it, you're done, right? It's really, really simple. Um, so if you can help out, it'd be great. Um, we do have some shirts, too, for purchase, available for purchase at, say, Hope Community Church Lower Town. Um, and we bought those for downtown, and, and our Heights, New Heights location is going to be starting up. So um, if you can help out, and even if you can't help out or you don't want to help out, that's fine. We'd still love for you to come. There's plenty of activities and things to do, you know, snow cones and climbing walls and bouncy houses and all the, all the things, okay? Um, and all we have to do is show up and grill some burgers. 
speakers, okay? So uh, that's that. And that'll start at about 11 o'clock, but we'll go up right after the service to start, start grilling. Okay, talked about the two-week thing here. Um, oh, yeah, this, this, is, this is actually really exciting. I mentioned this last week, but um, there's, a, there's a, a magazine. Um, it's an outreach magazine. It's, it's by a couple different uh, organizations that put it together. But um, they did a big thing, big survey across the country. Um, and it's really exciting to see that Hope Community Church, um, which we are, uh, that we are the uh, top 100 most multiplying churches in the country. Um, and what that means is that we plant churches, we start new locations. And so um, you can see Pastor Steve's face in the bottom left of that web, uh, web page there. Um, and uh, just looking at, I think we're at, we're at 12 or, or 13 church plants. And if you think that we started the church, and, or Steve did back in, in 1996, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's one, more than one every other year, um, which is just amazing. It really is. And so I'm going to talk more about that later and, and why uh, that is the vision of Hope Community Church and why that is also our uh, goal here to plant churches. Um, and, and so we're going to talk more about that as uh, later on. But um, so the, the, this, is the, this is the 2020 initiative, um, and, and looking at, there's four different aspects, and each aspect has, right, there's, there's a personal you, and then there's a church, and then city, and then world, and kind of three things, and the idea is hopefully these things will be memorable, uh, but at the same time, I pray that we would, we would get on board, and that we would do these things uh, together, uh, whether that's you and, and us as a local church, but then also globally with Hope Community Church as we uh, start new locations and new churches across the cities, uh, that we would be doing these things together. And uh, so let, let me just start with, with the you. So there's three, three things here that individually that we're going to start doing. One is a united uh, devotional. Um, in other words, we're going we're gonna to develop an app or something that will have uh, scripture um, that we're all as a church reading, reading together. Um, and initially, so when I was in the meeting, we were brainstorming in these kind of different things for the 2020 uh, initiative. This popped up, and, I, and, and for me, you, a lot of you know my background, just growing up in the church and, and the rules and the regulations. I kind of cringed at this a little bit um, because, because I, I lit, I, and I'm not making this up, I literally was graded in my class on how well my Bible devotions were, okay? So it was, I took a Bible class, and I had to keep a journal, and my youth pastor, the, you know, the teacher, he'd go through it and make sure that I had my devotions every week and, and every day of the week, and I didn't. I would only do it Friday morning. You know, I'd just bat, bat Date it, you know, and then hand it in, and, and that was how you did, you did your devos. Um, and so it would, but it was a grade, and so I kind of was like, man, I don't like that. I don't like someone telling me I have to have my devotions um, and, and whatever. But this is just going to be a scripture reading. Um, this is something that uh, Steve talks about all the time. He spends seven minutes every day in the Word, and it's not just, you know, it's not, again, it's just, it's just reading. Um, and just looking at it and getting the whole bigger picture of the Bible. And so that's something that we can do together. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's not super ambitious of trying to read through the Bible in the whole year or anything like that. Because that, that's not terrible, but it, it is a lot of reading. Um, okay. Impact is the idea that we want to encourage you, myself included, to think of three people that you just say, I want to encourage them. I want to work with them. I want to share Jesus with them if it's an evangelistic thing or if it's maybe just, man, I just want to care for my neighbor. Um, they're, they're elderly or, or, or whatever it may be. There's, there's three people that I can really serve this year but I want you to be praying about that. I want you to be thinking about that. And that'll, that'll come up uh, in the future as we keep going and, and talking about these things. But just be thinking about three names and three people that I can say, man, I just really want to 
I want to spend time with them and be uh, purposeful with it. And then change, we're just asking you to think, and, and, and again, this isn't just like right now. I want you to turn something into me. What's going to change? Of, of just one spiritual thing that you want to really work on this year, whether that's uh, some kind of killing some kind of sin, or maybe that's uh, just being more compassionate towards other people that maybe aren't like you or, or whatever. Just saying, what, what is it about me that I, can, that I really want to change? And be in prayer about that, that the Spirit would direct and guide and and that we can do that. And then, again, keep each other accountable. That, yep, it's you. And I say, I've said this once. I think I've probably said it a million times. Uh, but you have a personal relationship with Jesus. But it was never meant to be private. Uh, that this whole thing of being in Christ is a community event. And so um, let's just be in prayer about that. Moving on, church. Um, this would be us as a church. We're talking about uh, membership. This will come up that I know that uh, at Hope, we don't really like, we don't like, hey, you all need to be members. And here's the, but there is something about being a member of our church that gives a little bit more buy-in. Um, as far as like, okay, yeah, you can vote. Uh, as an elder, I can kick you out. <laughs> um, all those things, right? But there's, there's something about the spiritual guidance of, uh, and submission to say, yeah, I, I love this community. I want to be part of this community. Um, and so this is, again, this is a global thing. This isn't even just um, Lower Town. That, that, that if you join uh, the membership, this is part of Hope Community Church as a whole. Um, and there's just other ways that you can serve that you can't if you're not a member. And so would really encourage you uh, to, to consider that. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in the future. Um, serving, again, there's a lot of ways to serve. Oh, and let me apologize for not having handouts um, it was just kind of a crazy week. We got a new printer downtown, and just things got a little weird and crazy. And so um, next week, I promise you'll, you'll have, it, have the handout. Um, but normally on there, right, there's a couple different ways. Like, man, we get plugged in. And so just want to encourage you to say, well, how can I serve? Whether it's the nursery, whether that's, uh, you know, the sound booth or, or in the worship team or, or all the above, the hospitality teams and setting up and, and cleaning up and all those things. And um, how, how can I serve? And it doesn't need to be once a month even, right? Because we send out a calendar and how can you, what dates are available. And it's really actually very simple and easy to do. And so um, that's one thing. And again, this is not me standing up here saying, hey, I, want, I need you to volunteer. Like, hey, we need help. We need help. We need help. Get on board, right? Uh, that's not what it is. I, I want to be able to say, hey, if you want to serve, how, how can I help you serve? Right? We've used the phrase, we used it a lot this last summer of member mobilized, that if you have an idea, there's something you want to do, let's do it. And, and I want to say, how can I help? All right. Uh, and then giving, uh, this is something that when we talk about, obviously, our financial state and where we're at, um, as, as a church, as Lower Town, we, we need to give. Uh, we're working on our budget for this next year um, and saying, okay, here's the, all the pie, and Lower Town gets a piece of the pie. And, and if we're not giving as a, as a location, then, then we don't have money, okay? And so that's something that we need to continually keep doing to be able to reach the community and the neighborhood and, and so on and so forth. All right, we're going, we're, keep, we're going to keep going here, okay? This is really exciting, okay? As far as the city, we're starting this new Heights location. If you know Pastor Drew, um, he'll be coming here a little bit more uh, just for uh, help me and give me a break, but at the same time, also just give him a little bit more pulpit time. Um, uh, if you go online, you can like... Uh, uh, see uh, who has preached how many times, or you can like o organize uh, sermons by speaker. And so I'm somewhere in the 70s. Uh, Core is somewhere in the 170s. Steve is like in the 380s or something like that of how many times they've preached. That's online. And Drew is like at eight, 
Okay, so it's just, we, hey, we want, we want to give more opportunities to, for him to be able to, to preach and teach and that kind of thing. But they're going to be planting and starting a location that's part of Hope Community Church, just like us. And so we, we were the guinea pigs. We were the, you know, the first child that, you know, we were like, I don't even know what we're doing, right? Like, we're just going to figure it out. Does, do they need a timeout? Do they, do, they, do they need a cookie right now? I don't even know. I don't know. All right, that was us, okay? And so, so now we're old enough to kind of function by ourselves. And they're saying, okay, go, go play with the puzzle. Uh, Brian, and we're going to take care of, of Drew and Heights. And so um, part of that is we, we had some money to get things going, okay? So we bought the projectors, we bought the TV, all the gear, all that stuff. Um, Heights doesn't have uh, that fund, and so we're going to be doing some offerings, and, and I would encourage you to say, man, they... Hope Community Church downtown blessed us, and what can Lower Town, what can we do to bless them as they get this going? And really excited for Drew in Columbia Heights, that is, uh, Columbia Heights, and really, really excited. Their biggest prayer right now is they don't have a space. Um, they have one lined up for later on, maybe next fall, but they're wanting to launch in, in uh, January, and so looking for a building they can use, that would be a big, um, big thing. All right, bless to bless um, is, is the idea that um, we, we want to be able to give back to people. In downtown, we have uh, had an Ethiopian church uh, that was meeting there and using the building, and everything was in their language, their music, all that stuff was, was, was them. Um, and they, their, their thing is, I think it's like over 90% of their congregation were formerly Muslim. And, and so they're able to reach a, a people group that I do not know. I, I, don't, I don't know them, I don't speak the language, and they do. So we want to be able to give back to them. Uh, they're in the, in the process of purchasing a building, and so we're looking to give them $20,000. Again, whole church, not just us, like, hey, pass the offering plates. We're not leaving. We're not leaving this room until we get twenty thousand. Um, that's not. That's not the case. Um, but we want to give back, and we want to bless them uh, because they're doing. They're doing kingdom work. Uh, they're they're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ um, in in a way that I simply can't, or at least it would take me a, a, my whole life to learn a language and in a, in a culture uh, to be able to do that. So we want to be able to give back, and that's one thing. But we want to do that uh, more as we move forward. And then geography groups. This is, this is a little interesting. What we're, the goal is that we want to get people together. If, if so, so I live up in, up in Shoreview, and while that would be great to do something locally up there, um, it doesn't mean, uh, but, but I want to be poured in here. So for us, our geography group might just be we're doing more stuff here in Lower Town. Um, and, but if you say, man, I, you know, I live over in, in um, I don't know, I live... Hudson, yeah, live, I live over in Hudson, right, uh, in God's country there with a, a bunch of beautiful Packer fans, um, that we can say, hey, we want to have, we want to actually have our own community group and start something over here, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea, and more information will come out uh, about that as we move on. Okay, and finally, world, I'm going to talk more about this compassion slash Acts 29 in a little, in a second, so I'll come back to that. Team Thailand, um, Jamie Christie, um, and, and Hannah What's her name? Helen. Um, Helen, they're, they're uh, going to be going over to Thailand, and the whole idea is that they're going to be planning churches over there as well. And so it's not just here in the metro. It is uh, all over the world. And so being able to support them and meet them and that kind of thing. Um, East Africa School, this is Nate and Lindsay Yench. Uh, they came here uh, almost two years ago. Right when we started, they came and kind of told us what they were doing. And so they're able to start 
a school uh, over in East Africa, right, right on the border of Somalia uh, is where they're at. And so really excited about what they're doing over there and just sharing the gospel. Um, and so they're able to start a school, which allows them to be there and work there. And then at the same time, uh, share Jesus with people. And so um, they're really excited about what God is doing uh, through our church all over the world. Um, and so we want to keep that in front of you. Okay. Is that it? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, this is the compassion. This is not the compassion. This is Pastor Steve, um, who is about half the size as he is in this picture. Uh, this was two years ago. They went down to Brazil, and uh, and the whole point was they were, were looking at planting and starting a church um, through what we are part of, this Acts 29 organization, which, again, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, but they, they, he had an opportunity to go down there with a lot of other pastors, and just from the Midwest, um, so Noel Heikinen, he's in, he's in uh, uh, Lansing, Michigan, and a couple other pastors from Chicago and St. Louis, they flew down there and, and they looked at this church and it was um, $70,000 to build the building uh, in a, an incredibly, incredibly poor, impoverished uh, community and culture in Brazil. It's north, northeast kind of in, in, the, in the area. And so um, I, don't, I don't speak uh, Portuguese, so I have no idea what that says, um, but it's a church. Um, and, then, and then our logo is on on the side of this building um, because we were a huge part of this. And so that it's, it's exciting to see that, but that was one that has already been done and, and we're wanting to do this again um, when we look at this. And so that we have these church planners that have been assessed by Acts 29. They went through the exact same process I went through. Um, and so this is uh, Fredson and Marissa uh, D'Souza, Marissa, sorry, D'Souza. And uh, they're going to be planting. I've never been to Brazil. I'm sure maybe this map means something to you. It doesn't mean anything to me other than there's a dot in Brazil. Um, but the city, this is just kind of the city outline. I know you can't, can't see that or read it. Um, but but on, the, on that side of the Google thing, it says that the, the average income is 126 American dollars a month. Right, so incredibly impoverished, uh, extremely poor. Uh, they did some government housing thing there, so they built these actually really nice, beautiful houses and that people can live in, except there's no sewage, right? There's no uh, running water, um, all, all that stuff, right? So it's just kind of an interesting thing. And this is where we're going to be, we will be, we are in the process of, of building a church. Uh, and we have the planters there, and they're going to be doing that. And so part of that, uh, this is the lot uh, there, some outreach uh, thing that they were able to do in the community. Um, and then this is the building going up. So it's not done yet, but it, it will be completed soon. Um, and so one, one thing that we are doing in, in um, I don't know, in unison, that's not the right word, in conjunction with um, the Compassion International, it's a ministry. Um, and so on September 29th, we're going to be doing this big thing uh, for Compassion International with Acts 29, um, and, and it's going to be supporting the child. And so the whole idea is they'll be fed, they'll be educated, all these things. I know you kind of see these things on TV and the sad songs and, you know, and hey, for, you know, eight cents a year, you can, but this is, this is actually us. This is us knowing who these people are, um, that we have a, a fellow pastor and family there that we can reach out to and see these children actually cared for. And Steve, when he was down there at the other church, he said that the children that came to this school and the church and that they were healthy, right? That normally when you go to an incredibly impoverished area, they've got the bloated bellies and it's just terrible, right? And he said it wasn't that way. Um, and uh, that the, they were very well cared for. And so we want to be able to do that. And so our goal at Hope is to sponsor 100 of these kids in that, in that community. Um, and so I want to I outdo 
Hope downtown, right? I like that. Like Paul, Paul talks about how we should outdo one another in compassion and in love. And I just, I would love to be like, man, we, we got 51. Like we, we did, right? Downtown, you, that only gives you 49. You lose, all right? Um, I think that would be fun. But again, no pressure. But um, it, would be, it would be a lot of fun to be able to, to give back and to care for people on the other side of the world that I will never meet, but this is just a way for them to learn about Jesus and to be fed and to be educated. And so, um, so that, that's that. So here's just kind of a timeline, if you will. Again, this is 2020 that we're going to be looking at this and, and, and uh, looking at, you know, the giving, the serving, and, and compassion in September. Um, and then the Heights location early on in 2020, Thailand team being sent off um, still in the winter of 2020. Started geography group sometime in the spring and, and uh, giving money to uh, Bushra, uh, the pastor of the Ethiopian church, and, and then looking at the East Africa school being started in the fall. And the whole time looking at, right, reading the Bible together and working on those things and people in our own lives. And so that, that's that. I'm, and, I'm, and I really am uh, excited about, about all that. So that was the intro. How are we doing? We're doing right? Um, this... <laughs> So I had a whole sermon on this passage, and then and then Steve called me and was like, "Yeah, you need to you need to talk about this." So so that's what I just did. So checkbox done. Did my job. Earned my paycheck. Kind of half of it. Now I now we get to the fun part. So um, this is John chapter 12, 20 through twenty six. Um, I don't have a lot of time to really get into the context. Context is so important, and so I just want to make sure that we we don't skip over certain things. But um, so let me just read it, and then actually I'm not going to. I will read it. But it says this, now, now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. So this is uh, the festival, this is uh, Passover week. So in Jerusalem, Jerusalem was a, was a smaller city. I mean, it was a big city, but it was about 30 to 40,000 people lived in Jerusalem proper. But over the feast of Passover, it would grow to over almost 200,000. Okay, it was just jam-packed. It was this huge religious festival that people would come to, to do the Passover meal that goes, gets its heritage all the way back from, from Egypt. Um, and, and so when Moses, in, you know, they, they start this whole thing and looking at the blood of this lamb and, and, the, and, and death is going to pass over you if you just obey. And then this is still going on for thousands and thousands of years. They're still doing this festival. But it's interesting because here he says, now there were some Greeks among you or among those who went up to worship at the festival. This is a Jewish festival. And so last week we looked at how Jesus tore down the walls of hostility between Jew and Gentile or Greek and, and saying that we now are no longer separate from the community of the Israelites, that we now have been joined together. We've been grafted together. That they, There was two people that have become one. And, this, and so this is now, um, uh, this is before, this is one week before Jesus is going to die on the cross. And so these Greeks, there's something about the, the Jewish religion that they're interested, they're wanting to, to learn about. And it says, now there were some Greeks that went up to worship at the festival. And honestly, um, I've, never, I've never crashed a wedding, right? That's not my thing. I would be so sweaty and nervous the whole time. Angela's done it, though. Angela has actually crashed a wedding. Um, when we were together, I was with, like, she was with some girlfriends. I don't know what they were, why we were there. It was for some wedding. And so I was hanging out with one of the husbands, and it was just like late, like, all right, let's go to bed. And then uh, she like stole some pizza, all these different things, right, um, with her friends. And I was I could never do that. I could never do that. Um, anyways, so that's what's kind of what's going on here. Okay, I'm not trying to throw my wife under the bus. She's, she's great. Um, I'm sure she asked permission. Um, 
But that's what's going on. These Greeks are going to this wedding, and there's or not this wedding, this, this beautiful festival, and they're saying, hey, we, we want to be part, but they're outsiders at this point. But that's gonna, all things are going to change when, when, they, when they move on and when Jesus then says, uh, I'm going to give myself so that all people can be near to, to, to God. So verse 21, they came to Philip, who is from Bethesda of Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. And we could just stop and we could talk about that phrase right there and we could talk about application and what that means. And, and, I, and I love, and you know me, and I, I, my background, I love the, the way the King James says this. It's just, sir, we would see Jesus, right? It's just this, that we want to see him, right? We, we want to see this Jesus and in context because he had just raised this guy named Lazarus from the dead and his fame is everywhere. And he comes into Jerusalem, they're going, Hosanna, Hosanna, right? This is the Messiah. This is the God-man who's going to take the sins away from the world. And these Greeks, these individuals are saying, we want to see this guy. We want to see the hope of the world. We want to see and behold the Lamb of God. And so Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew uh, and Philip in turn told Jesus. And so I don't know what the Greeks' motivation is. Do they want to see some miracle performed? Do they, do they need to be healed? Do they just want food uh, like a lot of the, the Israelite community was asking for? That we want, we want bread? And Jesus says, uh, I am the bread of life. You want water? I, I am the water that will never, you will never go thirsty again if you drink from. So I, I don't know what their motivation is, but Jesus' response is this. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified, okay? It is now my time. It is now time for the Messiah to die. All right, this, he's anticipating his death. Before he goes to Jerusalem, he's out, he's out in different countries and different areas, and, and, he, and it says that he set his face toward Jerusalem, that he turns his face and he walks toward Jerusalem knowing, I'm going to go die there. I'm going to be killed by my own people. And he sets his face and says, I'm going to do that, not just for them, but for everyone in this room. And he says, the hour has come now for me, the Messiah, the Son of Man, to be glorified. And he says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. All right, this is very simple. We just went to the state fair. Um, if you have kids, you'll learn this. They have this thing called little, little farm hands, all right? And it's just this little activity place where you, you get a little bag of seeds and you go and you feed a fake sheep. Uh, and then you get some wool uh, and then you, you feed a fake goat and you give milk it and you get a little milk carton uh, and you, you do all these different things. You're getting all this stuff. But it's, it's amazing that you plant the seeds, you, this one little corn kernel, and it will create six, seven whole ears of corn that all have hundreds of corn kernels on, right? And that's, that's Jesus's point here. He says that if, if a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it's just, it's just that, right? If it's not planted, if it's not watered, it's nothing. But if it dies, it produces many seeds and anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be, and my Father will honor the one who serves me. And so, yep, he's, Jesus, is, he's not telling this, he's not giving this illustration as, hey, we should all be farmers, we should plant seeds. No, this is, this is a spiritual aspect of the kingdom, that we need to, to lose our life. Does that mean I, I need to physically die? No, but I need to die to self. 
that I need to say, I want my desires, my passions, my thoughts, everything to be motivated and centered on Jesus because our hearts are just evil and everything is tainted with sin that I can't make any decision ever in my life that isn't in some way impacted by sin. And what Jesus is saying here is choose me, choose life, choose what I have taught you and live that way. And it's costly, right? We talked this last week that the love that Jesus has for us and his church is a costly love. That he sets everything and every one of his his preferences aside for you. And, And he's saying, in turn, you do the same. You do the same for me and therefore your communities. And so this is an individual call. Right, that, that my, the, my, the desires of my heart, that my desires for my family, the desires for my kids, the desires for my job, whatever it may be, that I want Christ to be at the center of all of these things. And yes, it's individual, but again, this is corporate. This is a corporate thing that we can apply. And as a church, this is costly. Uh, the phrase that we use uh, is, is that when we talk about church planting and starting new churches and new neighborhoods and new communities is that we always send our best and our brightest out into these communities. And I, and I, and I, that used to be me. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the best and the brightest, right? This is really cool. But now it's not. Right now there's new people that are, that are being trained and, and leaders being developed that are going to be sent out. And, and it actually really hurts. Right, that when you have a church to think about uh, people leaving, even this body saying they're going to be sent out just across the highway and starting their own new community and family, that's hard. That people are serving and they're working and then, and then they, they, hey, we, we love you, but don't let the door hit you on the way out, right? Because we, we want you to serve. We want you to be in those neighborhoods and those communities. And so Pastor Drew, he's a phenomenal pastor. He's a phenomenal youth pastor. Drew, we want you to leave, right? And we, we want you to go start this church in Columbia Heights. And this is costly, whether it's our leadership development and, and, and we pour a ton of time and money and resources into these people just to send them out. And that's what we've been called to do, that it's difficult, but we're just one seed. And we want that seed to continue to grow and reproduce and um, really, really, really excited about all, all of that. So um, uh, let, me, let me just uh, kind of talk about this for a couple of minutes. This is called the Pauline cycle. And so when you, when you look at uh, mainly the book of Acts, we get to this idea of what Paul does. And he, as he's church planting, as he's raising up leaders, and as they're being sent out, this happens over and over and over. And so um, you, you have this idea in Acts chapter uh, 2. It's called Pentecost. It's, it's really when the, when the church is, is first established. So the, the apostle Peter is standing there, and he's, and he's preaching. And, and there's people, again, from Passover, from all over the world that are there, hundreds of thousands of people and thousands and thousands of people, uh, that are there, and he starts preaching, and even though they spoke different languages, they could understand him. And other people were listening to him, and they're going, hey, are you drunk? Right? Like, what's, why are you talking that way? And he's like, no, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, right? If not, you know, ask me at 2 o'clock, maybe that's a different story, but it's only 9 a.m. Like, no, I'm fine. So he keeps preaching the gospel, and then it says that 3,000 people believed, Right, and we're added to the church that day. So, so I mean, literally, no church to a mega church in just a matter of moments. And then, what do they do? They are sent out back to their homes all across the known world, and they preach and they teach and then they equip and they develop leaders and they empower them and they raise funds and then they send them out. Get out. And they keep doing this over and over and over. And this has been going on, and the cycle has been going on for thousands of years. 
since Jesus died on the cross and this, and we were commissioned to go into all of the world and make disciples of all people and nations and baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and asking them to be baptized in the name of the, of the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father and make disciples and obey all the commands that I have given you. Okay, that's what we've been commissioned to do. And so this thing, this cyclical thing just keeps going. And so I mentioned this last week as we talk about how hope is, again, on the one top 100 multiplying churches. It's because of this, that nowhere does it say, hey, you need to evangelize, equip, and then just chop the head off and just stop, right? And we use the phrase that we're not trying to build a dam. We're not trying to get all this, the people and coming in and new believers. We just want to build some huge church and we want to want to expand it and go buy some property out in the suburbs and build some massive building. And that's not what we've been called to do as Christians. What we've been called to do as Christians is not build our own lakefront property here, that we are to be a river and we are to make tributaries and all these different things that go out and spread out all over the metro and all over the world. That's what we've been called to do. And so that is why I don't care about numbers. Every single human being and every number is a person. And I, that's great and that's good. But once we get to a certain point, I want to be able to say, get out, right? Let's go do this again so that we can reach more people for Christ. And so, um, and, that, and that is why the organization that we're called is, is called Acts 29, because the book of Acts ends at Acts 28, that the gospel and the apostle Paul get to Rome and it's like, all right, done, all right? The, the book's over, the gospel got to the center hub of the world at that point and, and so it's, it's done and so we call ourselves Acts 29 saying, hey, the story's not over, right? We get to continue to do what the apostles were doing back then. So in conclusion, in application, we would like to see Jesus, I want you to see Jesus. Maybe, maybe you're in here and you say, I don't know who this Jesus is. Well, t t today can be the day. Today can be the day to say, yeah, my, my desire, I've never once thought about the, the, the lyrics and the songs that we sang of being, being washed in his blood and, 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 and him uh, uh, erasing our sin and removing our sin as far as the east is from the west and, and that I feel this, that there is some God out there and, and that, that, that he wants me to do something, but I don't know, but when through grace in Christ my trust is. Justice smiles and asks no more. So we would see Jesus, whatever that might mean for you. Maybe you are a follower of Christ, but do we have this attitude? Or do we just forget? Um, and then finally, as we look at those different aspects, right? Will you, will you journey with hope in our 2020 initiative? Um, yep, it's a, it's a year-long thing, but, but maybe that's going to be reading, right? Maybe, maybe it's something you just don't do. Maybe you don't have a habit of that. We as a church want to help um, in, in that aspect and, and just being able to read the Bible and read it together and, and therefore you can then talk with your friends and keep each other accountable and all those different things. And will you journey, right, with the impact of reaching other people with uh, this one thing? What is this one thing that I really need to work on this year? And so as we pray about that, as we ask the Spirit to move in our lives, that we would look at how can the kingdom of God be expanded because of this room, right? Because of the people here in this room, how can we go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can we live like Jesus, uh, act like Jesus, and point people to the beautiful person and God that Jesus is? So we are going to, like we do every week, uh, enter into a time of communion. And so there's juice and bread. There's uh, um, a, uh, 
uh, gluten-free option on, on your right side if that is a dietary need for you. And, and there's nothing magical here, right? But at the same time, this is reverent. Uh, the, the, this is, uh, represents the body and the blood of Jesus. And so we'd ask if you're a follower of Jesus that we would love for you to come and, and partake of the bread that represents his body that's broken for you and the juice that represents his blood that was spilt for you and that we take this in remembrance of what Jesus did that we get to take these elements to remember that Jesus died for me, that he died for my sins, he suffered, that he set his face toward Jerusalem knowing that he was going to be glorified, knowing that he was going to die for you and for me and for all. And so we can remember that. We can repent of sin, that we can pray that as we look at this 2020 initiative, what can our part be in that? And so, again, uh, we would love for you to take, play, take part of that. And if you haven't had communion before, maybe today could be your first time as you say, I want to follow Jesus. So will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the time that we're able to share together and, and just briefly uh, open up your word together. Um, but God, I thank you. I thank you for your son. I thank you that as we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the, the beginning and the end, ender of our faith, that he is everything uh, to us that as we remember and as we partake of these elements of that sacrificial meal, as we look at this Passover meal that no longer is going to remember a lamb that was slain, but now we are going to, he's going to institute something new in the sacrificial meal to represent himself, his own body and blood that would be spilt for us, not the blood of an animal, but of the God-man himself. And so, God, I pray now that as we take these elements, that we would pray, that we would sing, we would repent, and that you would be honored and glorified uh, because you are worthy of our praise. And so, God, I would just uh, lift up your name. You are holy and worthy. And so uh, help us remember, help us remember what your son did for us as we partake of these elements. And it's Christ's name that we pray. Amen.